Hi, I'm Dylan. I'm Sarah. I'm Derek. And we would like to welcome you to Planet Bob, where we talk about the movies and shows that made their way to our little corner of the galaxy this week. Okay, so here we are for what I'm pretty sure is episode 49. I'll have to check the numbers. Woo! We're dead. <laughs> now we're going to talk about Lost Again. Big surprise there. Woo! I mean, I'll do it. Obviously, Sarah's with us. <laughs> Derek couldn't join us this week. He's he's ill, couldn't make it. But John is here with us again. Also ill, but some of us suck it up and commit. <laughs> Derek, I'm I'm gonna assign him to, to, to listen to this, so he's yeah. gonna know that you said that. Yes, excellent. Excellent. <laughs> it's what I wanted. That's right. So you can fight next time. That's okay. To he's death. he always tries to introduce drama to the show and it never works. So he'll be happy about this. We could have like a little on show rivalry. Yeah, there you go. We could have a fight to the death at the end. Yeah, because he just, like, tries to make us fight all the time. Yeah, he's always like, oh, when we disagree mildly on something. Nice. <laughs> and that can be, like, our little thing. That'll be our, you know, four-season arc for the yeah. rest of this. Yeah, there you go. It's John and Derek. <laughs> I love it. I love it already. <laughs> Thanks for being sick, Derek. Yeah, be prepared for crazy fights. <laughs> death battle, death, death, death battle. And we've already figured out our next episode, so... We'll, we'll talk about that towards the end of the episode, but we figured it out. So we're going to talk more Lost, three more episodes. Instead of six. Yeah. Thank God. That took a long time. Yeah, this was much quicker. Of course, I didn't watch the last one till today, just because. Fortunately for Sarah, because she didn't watch any of them. Nope. Got asked to be here today. Sarah's the emergency stand-in last minute. Because I don't really care about Lost. Oh, and... How can you say that on the Lost podcast, I know, Sarah? but I don't really care. That's why I'm not here usually. Um, she, doesn't, she doesn't care enough to watch and take notes. Fair, well, because it took too much time. Like, six episodes is six hours worth of work after work that I don't want to no, do. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's like four and a half episodes. Or hours. No, too much. Too much time. They're 40, it's like 40-minute runtime, man. I don't even want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I only want to do one episode to take notes at a time. Yeah, that's... So it takes, like, six days. Yeah, that's... Yeah, no. I just don't want to do it's it. It's no good. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta knock off a couple in, in a sitting. Yeah. I, again, like, I don't know, I sit down, I start watching them, and I get sucked right into it, so... Yeah, the problem I'm, is stopping. That, right? <laughs> so the six was no problem for me, although it took a long time to talk about here. Like, that was a long sitting last yeah. time. But to actually watch them was like, bang, bang, bang. This time I watched the three, and I wanted to keep going. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Well, we did it before. That's why Derek is ahead and can't understand his notes now. <laughs> yeah, because he, he watched ahead because he just kept And it was like a, two years ago that we stopped doing Lost episodes, so he's trying to remember what his notes meant two years ago. And, I mean, if his notes are as good as mine, like, you know, you know damn, Ben is a dickhead or something. Like, <laughs> what, what was I even referring to there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There, so what I was going to say a second ago is that there might be spoilers... Because I don't really... We watched some recaps to prepare, but I don't really know the timeline anymore because it's been a decade since I watched these and I forget when things happened. So if I spoil something from a 10-year-old show, I'm sorry. <laughs> My then, bad. We're, we're probably going to get into spoilers because it happens inevitably. Even when Derek's here, we do it. Yeah. Yeah. We, sorry, we, sorry, Derek, if I spoil something. I didn't mean to. We'll, try, we'll still try to 
follow the same rules where we don't talk too much about things in the future. Yeah, we try to limit it, but it does It'll be super out. vague. Yeah. Makes it difficult. If we're going to say stuff in the future, we have to leave a space so you can insert the red alert sound. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just say spoiler, and then I just put the red alert sound on Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> All right, so which is the first episode that we're doing? Not important. It's where we... Oh, the one I didn't watch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's where we, uh, we see Ethan. We see Ethan off the island. He's, uh... I don't like that guy. He's got a weird-looking face. Yeah, yeah, he's, like, squirrely. I don't like yeah. him. Who'd believe that guy was related to Tom Cruise? Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, they're like cousins. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. yeah. He's so much taller. The, yeah, the actor... Everyone is so much taller. <laughs> I'm 5'7", I'm so much taller. Point taken. <laughs> Point taken. <laughs> and we see, we see him coming out of uh, Rachel's apartment, Juliet's sister, her apartment complex. So what the fuck is he doing there? I don't know, I thought he was, like, part of the staff cleaning the room or something or whatever. Yeah, like, I mean, at first you would think, but then we know that character. Right. We, like, we know that he's from the island, so, like, what the fuck is he doing well, off the island? He's snooping. He's just up to no good all the time. And, I mean, at, at doing first... squirrely things with his squirrely face. At, at, at that point, do we know that it's off the island? No. It's just Juliet walking down a hall, and she kind of... I think she smiles at him or something as he walks, like, out of the door. So you think, oh, maybe there's some recognition there, and then... But when... Because it starts with her, I think, crying on the beach. And then she walks into this building past Ethan. Yeah. And it's not until she gets up to the apartment and we see Rachel that we realize this isn't the island. Or this may not be the island. I mean, for all we know, Rachel's on the island, too, somewhere... I think for a first-time watcher, you don't realize that it's off-island until she opens the blinds and says, yeah, we it's see, Miami. Yeah, we see that there's it's not the island. It's obviously there. not the island. Yeah. yeah, they're on, like, the harbor or the waterfront yeah, or something. Yeah, way too much infrastructure for the island. Yeah, yeah, there's, and too many people. So, that's cool. A little classic misdirection, typical yeah. lost, right? It's a fun little thing. Yeah, yeah. Then what happens? One, no, I can't remember, <laughs> so I gotta look at my notes. I <laughs> uh, yeah. Juliet uh, appears to have double-crossed Jack. She says that they didn't have a plan. She kind of throws him under the bus about... Uh, oh, yeah, because Jack... Surgery. I have here, yeah, Jack tries to rat her out. Like yeah. a little rat. Because what were they going to do, like... Her her plan was to have Jack, have Ben just die under the knife. Oh, okay. It was just the surgery went bad and Ben just happened to die. But that plan kind of went to shit when Jack made his own play. Well, they would, like, kill Jack, though. Or at least that's what I would think if I was Jack. I'd be like, I don't trust them enough to, like, accidentally True. mess up. True, yeah. And Juliet, in her little, uh, you know, slideshow plea, said that she would protect him because yeah. she would inev- inevitably be the new leader. But I think now that we know her motivations for... Or we know more about her motivations in this episode, I think she would just bail off the island herself. Yeah. All She'd she be out there, and Jack would be, yeah, Jack would be left up. Like, they'd behead him. She wouldn't care. She has zero him. interest in staying or protecting anybody. She no. Just yeah. She doesn't want to be the leader. Yeah, she'd she be in a cage eating fish biscuits for the rest of his life. Which speaks to something we, we see in uh, episode nine, uh, Stranger in a Strange Land, where Ben tells Jack that she doesn't care about you, she just wants off the island. Yeah. Ben is <clears throat> straight up. He knows exactly what she would do, exactly like what we're talking about. Well, that's what I would do. Yeah, she just wants out. Be like, whatever, man, these guys don't really mean that much to me, I'm out. She doesn't want to lead shit. She wants to leave. 
but she was telling Jack in her little slideshowy thing that she, you know, people want a change in leadership, and that it would be her if Ben dies. So she's just as manipulative as Ben is. Oh yeah. Well, that that speaks to the question we asked Derek last week: Should Jack trust, trust Juliet? And I think pretty clearly the answer right now is no. Why does Juliet go to the island? How do they convince her to do that? Um, well, that comes out in this episode. Uh, we were introduced to a new character named Richard, who's recruiting for some company called Middle East Bioscience. We come. We later find out that he's there with Ethan. They're together trying to recruit her to go to the island. But like, what is her motivation? Why? They present her with a problem. Uh, they show her someone, uh, a woman's X-rays, who's like twenty in her twenties or something. Yeah. And they tell her that, like, it's her. They show it to her, and she's like, "Oh, this is like a seventy-year-old woman. Like, look at the the condition of her uterus or whatever." And he's like, "No, this is a twenty-something-year-old woman." And she's like, "How is that possible?" It's like, "How would you like unlimited funds to find that out?" Uh, so that sort of segues into uh, again. I'm not sure exactly where we are in this, but it's the the pregnancy issue on the island, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if this might be a spoiler alert time there, but that's what they're recruiting for. They need her to come and figure out why women can't get pregnant on the island. And why will she leave her sister though? Uh, I believe they say they'll take care of her. And okay. she'd only be gone for, like, a few months. Six yeah, they months, said she'd be gone for six months. So uh, they take care of Rachel. She leaves for six months. Yeah. Comes back in time to, you know... And for the for, delivery. Yeah, exactly. Should be good to go. You're liars! Well, yeah, then, right? then it turns out <laughs> it, she was on the island for two years. Yeah. So significantly longer than the six months she was told. And no progress on the birthing issues. Yeah. So she's frustrated. She wants to go home. She's willing to kill Ben and likely Jack to get anyone there. who gets in her way because she yeah. killed Danny. Yeah, and she kills Danny. You know so what did Danny ever do? Who's Danny? Danny's the one that beat up Sawyer in the cell. Yeah, he's yeah, just one of the one of the others there. He's an angry dude. I believe he's Buck who likes to fuck. Oh, from Kill Bill. Yeah, get rid of that dude. I think you might be right. Yeah. So yeah, we we'll kill that guy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> He I likes like to that. be killed by, like, chicks. And, yeah, this is no exception. So I don't know yeah. if he likes it, but that's just what ended up happening all the time. <laughs> oh, he loves it. And I like he how... He walks right into it. They're making their, their grand escape there from the island, Kate and Sawyer, you know? Like, they've... Jack's given them their head start or whatever, and they're supposed to be running to freedom. And Sawyer takes the time to whack Danny's head into the button three times so he gets a nice little electric shock. Yeah, yeah. It's like... Way to spend, you know, a solid you know, 30 seconds of your head start just to electrocute this dude who, you know, you could have just tossed in the cage and walked away from. Yeah, who you know that's not even going to kill him. And the first time you hit him with it, he was probably unconscious. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, need to be electrocuted. It really good showmanship. I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good sportsmanship. Alex is basically the island commando. She's got, like, little holes dug all over the place to hide when... Her Sawyer and Kate are on the run. Yeah. So are those her holes or are those just holes that like the others have everywhere so that they can seem seemingly like pop up and disappear? Well, I don't know why you would need that on Hydra Island since there's no reason for the Losties to be there, right? Good point. Good point. So yeah, maybe they are just hers. Yeah. And I like that must have taken some time. 
to dig those holes and cover them with the, her little contraption, her, her, the door she put yeah, on. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like she has Nintendo on the island. What else is she That's true. Her time that's, dig that's holes. That's true. She's not spending half her day playing Destiny like I am. No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Digging holes. That's a full-time job. Jeez. That's some sad entertainment right there. <laughs> it's very, yeah, Shia LaBeouf. It is. I was thinking about that. I just hate Shia LaBeouf so much. <laughs> yeah, but he's an actual cannibal. Yeah, I know, right? It's the best video that, ever. It is. That is super great. <laughs> Everyone should go watch that right now. It Pause is. this and go watch actual cannibal. I'll link to it on the, on the blog post. <laughs> yeah, do it. And do the one where they have the little, the full production, the play, and oh, then yeah. at the end he's like, Oh, don't tell him. Don't tell him. Oh, because that's so great. It's so good. Okay, so I put a spoiler alert in front of that then. Or just clip that out. Yeah, I'll just clip it. Well, hopefully they just listened to us, though, and paused it. And when they came back, they came back to the spoiler. True. true. Yeah. If they didn't immediately go check it out, it's their own fault. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Fair. If you hear that, you have no one to blame but yourself. It's all your fault, guys. It's all the audience's fault. Yeah, the three the passive, people from Glendora who are listening to this. Yeah, the, exactly. The passive half of this experience are the ones responsible. <laughs> so, um, holes? We're talking about holes? <laughs> so, I think we were done talking about the holes. Yeah, we, we are. We're now officially done talking about Shia LaBeouf for the rest of the season, if possible. I noticed that when we were doing this, we're introduced to a lot of characters that will end up being very important in these three episodes specifically. Yes. Because here we meet Richard. Richard. Yeah. In the next episode, we meet Charles Widmore and Miss Hawking. Yes. We don't have a first name yet. No. But all three will become hugely important later. Massively. I, I think that's interesting. They just get these like these little soft introductions. Like, Richard's just some guy who walks on the scene. This yeah. is what they should have done with Nikki and Paolo. Probably. Instead of shoving them in our face. That's right. Just have them... In the background for a couple episodes and bit parts here and there. And yeah, it insinuate a, a past relationship. Yeah. Okay, I have another question. Okay. What episode numbers are these? Seventy-nine. Uh, yeah. 12? Okay, so halfway. So, yeah. All right. Or yeah. Yeah, it's not. And that's ten to thirteen episodes. That's right. I was going to say Netflix. That's yeah. Netflix is sort of adjusting us to this twelve, fourteen episode season, and British TV is like. Pfft, here, have three episodes. That's a season yeah. or something. Yeah. For, for Sherlock, yeah. And then yeah. a lot of other shows is like six episodes. Or The Black Mirror. Or 13 episodes at yeah. the most. And now that Netflix owns... Netflix bought Black Mirror. Yeah, sure. they did. Now it's like 13 episodes. And like maybe half of them are good. And it's not as British. It's not as bleak. It's not. You know what? And that rattles me. Uh, to go off topic here... The Black Mirror is supposed to make me depressed. Like, yeah. I'm supposed to watch that and just hate that we exist as people. And you watch some of these stupid Netflix ones, and they have happy endings. And you're like, I really like San Junipero, though. That is bullshit. I don't want to feel happy after I watch some the Black of them Mirror. Are good. Or when, like, you don't want, like, you don't watch Black Mirror and think the villain is going to get their comeuppance, like in the the Star Trek, like alternate reality. Yeah, I like that one. The episode is really good, but then the. The villain is punished and the, the heroes win, so it's it's, it's not it's bleak, not black mirror. Yeah, it's not the bleak ending that you that it's you true. are expecting from the show. That's right. That's right. 
So Netflix, you've ruined a perfectly depressing show for me. <laughs> I don't know about. I don't, I don't think, think I could ruined, do thirteen but... episodes of Bleak though. That is true. You know, like Good Lord, like make about five of them Bleak, which they did. So yeah, I, yeah, I they guess still that's are fair. mostly. It's just too much. It is. <laughs> it's just not supposed to give you hope for the future. Yeah. That's right. It's about the dangers of technology, like yeah, where technology could take us. That could be very bad. Yeah, like it could take you to an island where you end up in a cage eating fish biscuits. Yeah. Good. See that? Brought us back. You did. You yeah. did. Thanks, Good sir. Job. Good job. You're welcome. I, I wasn't sure how we were going to get out of that one. <laughs> That's what I do here because I'm a teacher and we get off topic and i got to bring it back. John was very good job. last week at doing that for us. So thank you for taking over. Yeah, thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. We're together on that one. It's going to be your job at least half the time. That's all right, man. Sarah won't be here for most of the lost episodes. I'll sit in on him, but... Last week I went to bed. You'd you'd had a long day. It was a long day. No excuses. <laughs> lost or, lost or die. <laughs> okay, I've got some more junk here about Carl. Carl's useless. He pisses me off. Yeah, there's a Carl. Yeah, there's yeah. a Carl. It's Alex's boyfriend, and he's what is? Oh yeah, that kid. Freaking dumber than that Pomeranian you have in your lap right now. Yeah, he's pretty dumb. <laughs> hey, buddy. We love you, buddy. Don't yeah. worry. We love you, but you're dumb. You're lucky you're cute. Carl's not even cute, so I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I literally, I purposely didn't write anything about Carl, because fuck Carl. I just have, fu- <laughs> I, I have fucking Carl. That's all I have. I have that Juliet was recruited by the others because she is basically a miracle worker by impregnating her sister with cancer, who should not be able to get pregnant. It sounds like you, like, she impregnated her with cancer. No. <laughs> Impregnated her. Cancer baby! <laughs> comma, I think. <laughs> I don't know. You're the stupid English teacher. You tell me. Yeah, no, that was a bad se- Awkward sentence, guys. Awkward sentence. <laughs> so what, what I thought was kind of bizarre is, so she sets up this interview with Richard's group, or at least Richard's group approaches her, says, hey, we're interested in, like, recruiting you. Like... But then she goes and tells him that there's no way she'd ever be able to do it because her husband would never let him go. And she breaks down and says that he, she hopes he gets hit by a bus, like in a job interview, right? But if you know you're not going to take the job, why would you have someone come out to pitch it to you to begin with? I don't think she really knew that. Like, they're in Florida right now. I assume that she thought that the job would stay in Florida. I don't think yeah. she knew that they were recruiting her for... To go to Portland, great big hand quotes. Maybe you think they'd I, at least pick like an island, so that when you started flying over the ocean, you weren't like, "Whoa!" Well, they tell they tell her before she goes. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Yes. When oh, when she guys? finally when she finally agrees to go at the end of the episode, it's they they're like, "It's not exactly Portland," which oh, is why okay. the episode's called "Not, not in, in Portland. Portland." Yes, got it. Yeah, that makes sense. Because <laughs> I would question that shit. Yeah. Yeah, why are we flying over ocean? Why are yeah, we stopping not, in LA? Not towards Oregon. Yeah. yeah. Super lost. Ah! <laughs> Sorry. Classic. Uh-huh. Classic Santa. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and I was going to... Speaking of the getting hit by a bus thing that you just mentioned. Oh, yeah. He does fully get hit by a bus later in the episode. Yes. So I was going to ask Derek, who's unfortunately not here, but this will be recorded for next time. Uh, I was wondering if Derek thought that the others... Killed him with a bus. How do you orchestrate that, though? You know? Yeah, I think it's I think it's one of those things. Don't mistake coincidence for fate. Sure. That it, this is 
her choosing a bus was just a coincidence, but he was going to die. Yeah. Because she needs to be on the island. Also, who stops and turns around in the middle of the street? Like, you're just asking to hit by something yeah. at that point. Yeah, that guy, he, sh- he should be dead. He has really shoddy hiring practices to begin with. Right? <laughs> and, like, I don't know how sterile that lab's supposed to be, but, like, come on. Yeah, he, he goes out on a date with a woman, and then the next day she's working in the lab. And, like, goes out on a date, but, like, brings her, brings her back, back to, to the his secret lab? To this lab where they're probably doing, like, some kind of research they don't want everyone knowing about. Sounds like Krieger. It, it, yeah, sort yeah. of. Except he would make her. <clears throat> Except Krieger, computer Krieger just dates his hologram. Yeah, that's right. I, I gotta tell you, like, the last place I'd ever want to bring a woman after a date is, like, my work. Yeah. You know? Like, what is sexy about a science lab? A fertility lab. At that point, if I were her, I mean, she didn't seem like she was super intelligent, no. but I would raise an eyebrow at that. Like, well, and that's why it's so absurd that she's working at the lab the next day. Like, Right? Nothing about her says she has scientific knowledge. No. Well, and you think you'd, I don't know, set that up. Like, oh, you're doing a master's degree in biochemistry? Come check out this cool shit I'm doing. At least that would make sense. Yeah. But not just, oh, we're on a date, having coffee, let's go to my... I gotta remember lab. that maybe for my next date, be like, hey, baby, wanna come see my fertility lab? That's <laughs> like, creepy. You're yeah. gonna get dumped hard. No, apparently it works. This chick came right back there with him and boom. Except you don't have a fertility lab. You would just be taking her to your bedroom. <laughs> This is fertility lab. <laughs> you don't want that. Yeah, no. That's how you end up with babies. And the girl, Amazing. I, I imagine that's not how you want to start a relationship. Is like, want to come see my fertility lab? Quote unquote. I think it's a classy move. Classy move. You're gonna get baby daddied. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can say a that's, lot of people... That's have, asking for a broken condom right there. Yeah, a lot of people have claimed that I have a sex dungeon, but not two people have claimed that I have a fertility lab. <laughs> that's a new one. Thank I mean, this, like I just said, it could be considered the same thing. <laughs> a place where you have sex could be a fertility lab. Ah, two yellows. Oh, oh man, you got you. Ah, uh, I got two yellow Starburst, guys. I'm freaking... Starburst, you need to get, sucks. get on your randomization. Yeah. There should never be two yellows. No. I know. And we're still eating Halloween candy here, by the way. It's November 6th, 7th. I don't even know what day uh, it is yeah. today. Seven. 7th. Holy. Oh, here we go. Okay, orange or red. I'm down for that. You can mix well, those. You toss me a yellow one if you're not going to. Mm-hmm. You hate it. Do you, you want, want, uh, want a red one? No, I just want candy. Do you happen to watch uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? You know what? I don't. Oh, you would like that. I. I feel. Yeah, I, I feel so like cool. I would too, because don't they just hang out at a bar and get drunk most of the time? Yeah, and it's like majorly inappropriate and awesome. That would that's basically my life that they're leading, and yet I don't watch it. Maybe it's because I'm already living it. That's it's, why I don't it's watch like it. It's like if Seinfeld if people on Seinfeld were actually bad people instead of just like nihilists, not caring about anything. So it does sound like I'm I'm living this life then. Yeah. Awesome. But I want I brought this up because uh, uh, one of the main characters from It's Always Sunny uh, shows up in episode seven. Well, I would not. His name is uh, his name on the show is Mac, and he's he's guarding room twenty three. Oh yeah, that dude. Yeah. False the Wookiee prisoner. Yeah. Love the Star yeah. Wars reference. <laughs> Classic. J.J. Abrams, my boy. So yeah, Sarah Sarah is the only one that would appreciate this. Is that Mac is in this episode? Yay, Mac! <laughs> I just wanted to mention that, and I'm sure he likes. You didn't get to see it though. No. I mean, you'd have to watch watch an episode about Carl. 
Yeah, Carl's the worst. <laughs> they only they only see that because they go to rescue Carl. Mm. Yeah, because he's in the uh, the Ludovico room there. Yeah, he's getting his mind turned into mush. Oh yes, I remember this now. Right? Yeah. And uh, good this reference. was a thing that I wanted to bring up with. Uh, I like that. With Derek was that the phrase that I mentioned before, "We are the cause of our own suffering," is written on the screen. Yeah. And it's also spoken backwards in the in the the horrible noise that's playing. If you reverse the audio, you can hear a voice saying it. Really? Yeah. Super cool. It sounds like Aphex Twin. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah, sure that... I'm not going to judge anyone's music taste. I listen to the worst stuff of all times. No. No, I like Aphex Twin. It's just like... It's, it's Not intense. for most people. <laughs> no. And this isn't even musical. Like, there's no... To, like, the, the song that play... The music that's playing in the... In Room 23 is... There's no tune to it. There's no music. It's just a lot of noise. But yeah, brain, I, brain melting noise. Yeah. You know, they got his eyelids taped open. He's got to watch the... Yeah. You know, they wouldn't play something pleasant. No. Or interesting. Well, no, but I mean, they play Skinny Puppy at Guantanamo Bay. Skinny Puppy actually sued the American government. Well, they want their royalties. Well, they were just like, <clears throat> fuck you for stealing our music to make it torture. Yeah. Not what we intended. You suck. I mean, they're called Skinny Puppy because they're like anti-animal testing and stuff. So they kind of like care about people people and things don't want animals. their stuff to be used for torture yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty legitimate I guess yeah and like there's so many that's like your bare minimum like just don't torture people with yeah. my music <laughs> and, and I mean realistically there's so many metal bands out there that would be like fuck yeah torture some guys with this <laughs> they'd be yeah. so pumped for that to be metal as hell you know they pick one band that's just not down with that yeah well they're so, Canadian are they? Yeah, Skinny well, Puppy Canadian. I think they sued the American government for like $666,000 or something. Because it was funny. Slick. Yeah. So, uh, what do we think the purpose of Room 23 is? The Ludovico thing? Yeah. Um, yeah, just because fuck that guy. But to, like, melt Carl's brain so he is, you know, a model citizen? Well, um, I'm, <coughs> I'm curious about what happens there because material not shown in this season, but... Uh, it's part of the missing pieces, I think, the mobisodes. Okay. Between season three and four, we see one of them is Walt at room 23 being tested. Oh, yeah? They go outside, and there's all a bunch of dead birds all around. Cool. So he called them, I assume, like... Like he did before. When like he in Australia? There. Yeah. And I was wondering if maybe the, the video is... It's meant to trigger psychic phenomena? Sure, like... Inner abilities could be like I remember watching a documentary one time about how the CIA was experimenting with uh, like um, remote viewing, and they would play weird music and and show weird videos to kind of induce a trance that would allow the the remote viewers to to like I guess project their consciousness is what they were what they thought they were doing into the astral plane. It, wow. Yeah, so kind of like uh, Stranger Things kind of deal. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I was wondering if maybe they were trying to do something like that with Carl. Could be. At least it would, like... <coughs> it would give Carl a purpose, finally. Yeah. If he had some cool psychic powers. Finally, Carl's useful for something. I mean, we never really get a solid answer on this, so it's pure speculation. Well, I think, you know, whether Carl becomes useful with psychic powers or his brain melts when we never see him again, either of those options, pretty solid. I'm fine with either one. Yeah. <laughs> 
as long as Carl is a non-issue. Yeah, exactly. I'm not interested in his character at all. I don't. I don't know why he was put on there. Like, what demographic were they trying to shoot for with him and Alex? Teenage population, I guess. You know, like the 13, 14 year olds or something. Yeah, I feel oh, like. Oh man, they're apart. They just want to be together. Me, 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 me. Well, I mean, we needed Alex because she's. I don't know if we've talked about this, but Alex is the Alex. Yes. Danielle's daughter, Alex. As if you couldn't tell, you know. They, I mean, the only other character we've known that's named Alex. And they look super similar. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, what was I going to say? Uh, something about Carl and how much he sucks. Oh, maybe I feel like they just needed something for Alex to do. Yeah, fair enough. She, we'll give her a love interest because otherwise she's just... Digging holes. The only teenager <laughs> on the entire island. Good point. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. You just have some motivation. Let's give her somebody to hang out with. Can't just be, like, making traps and stuff. (laughs) So, yeah, that's fair. Okay. And uh, so the only... The last note I have is right at the very end, you know, Richard Alpert shows up in the morgue. Yeah. As Juliet's, like, mourning her ex-husband. I gotta tell you, if some random, like, recruiter showed up as I was in a morgue. Like, how ominous is that? Well, and she sees Ethan first, and she remembers him from earlier. Right. Vaguely. So she's like, do I do I know you from somewhere? And then Richard comes in, and he's like, he works with he works with me. Yeah. Why so, are they all in the morgue? Right? Like, can you not wait for this poor lady to, like, leave the building? Like, meet her at work the next moment. day or something. Yeah. I know. Give like, her a second. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird that they happen, happen to show up at the morgue when she's, like... Checking on the body. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're like, quick, sh- vulnerable. Yeah, exactly. Quick. Let's strike. Don't let her think about the bus thing too long. <laughs> yeah. But you can see in her face, she she does question whether they killed her husband or not. I don't know if she actually states the question or not. No, I don't. I don't think so. She just says like he was hit by a bus. And it's an awfully big coincidence. Yeah. That I mentioned I couldn't leave unless he was maybe hit by a bus, and then a day later he is hit by a bus. Nothing weird about that. I remember on the Lost Boards, there were people suggesting that the others did kill her husband. Like, orchestrate it? I'm like, how would you even do that? Like you said, like, how would you even set that up? Like, you could just hit him with any vehicle and accomplish the same job. You could shoot him and, like, accomplish the same thing. There's so many ways to assassinate a dude. Why would you choose the one way that she suggested? Again, I would feel no that'd be sh- super like difficult logistically. I mean, so you've got this bus traveling this route. How are you gonna put that guy in that spot at that second? And how, yeah, like how do you know any of that stuff is gonna work? And the bus doesn't ex- like accelerate zero to sixty in two and a half seconds. No. Like even if the bus driver's sitting there, like all right, as soon as he steps out, I'm flooring this thing. Like those things are slow, man. <laughs> they are slow. But then I guess at this point. Unlike us, we don't really know the reach of the others. That's true. It, they, feasibly, I guess you could get, could invent a scenario where this could happen. Well, if they, you know, had connections to some omnipotent being that could do anything. Then, yeah, which, yes, I mean... Could, you never know. <laughs> we're talking about precognition and whatnot in the, the next episodes. So yeah. Who's to say that they can't just materialize a bus out of nowhere and crush a dude with it? Yeah. We know now that that doesn't make sense. But. Yeah, good point. Good point. And I kind of always knew because this was never a show that was so far out there. Uh, it is pretty far out there. But I mean, it, there, there were, were rules. There. there were rules. 
It was never. They they slowly ramped it up. Yeah, give me the dog. Give the, dog me the dog doesn't like that we're at a higher elevation than it is. Yeah. No, she does not at all. When I hold her, she chills. Yeah, chill out, Boog. Alright, there we go. Uh, I had a note here that Tom is a giant teddy bear. He's not at all the the, the bearded guy, Mr. Friendly. Oh, Santa. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Dirty Santa. Santa. <laughs> dirty, dirty Santa. Like that he's a big teddy bear. He's not at all the, the person that he pretended to be when he was confronting the, uh, the Lossies in season one. No, I mean, they're all very accomplished actors. Yeah. I mean, not like their real like the, selves. In they're the, in the show. The characters yeah, are good actors. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. I got you. Because, <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's afraid of blood when Jack is doing his surgery. He doesn't want to look because yeah. he doesn't, he can't stand the sight of blood. He's a big wimp. <laughs> But he's the front man for the others. He's the big tough guy. Well, yeah, when they're gigantic, you put on a show. Yeah, that's right. And, and that voice is intimidating. Yeah. MC Ganey has a very intimidating voice. Very much so. Uh, I've made a note here that uh, as if Kate won't go looking for Jack immediately after he tells her not to come looking for me. And then at the very beginning of the next episode, Kate and Sawyer are on the raft on the, uh, the outrigger rowing back to the island talking about going back to get Jack. Of course. Like, immediately. Immediately. <laughs> she doesn't waste a beat in doing exactly what Jack told her not, not to do. Not to do. Because Jack made a deal to get off the island. Yeah. As so far don't as come looking for me because I'm not going to be... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's not going to be there. But, no, they have to go back. But Kate's like, him. we have to go looking for him. Like, Kate, he told you not to. Can you just listen to the guy once? No, that's like... Half, that's how half the drama like from this show it's like we said before it's like if you tell Kate not to do something she's absolutely going to do it if you tell her not to go on this trip trip she's going to follow you get captured and ruin your plan yeah just a ruiner yeah if she would just listen once in a while I don't really like Kate at all no <clears throat> no I I found I always found Kate to be very selfish she's not a very nice person no, no. <clears throat> None of them are, really. No, they're all very flawed, except yeah, for Hurley. That's sort of the point of it. Yeah, exactly, except for Hurley. <laughs> Hurley's the one dude who's, like, top-notch. Yeah, Hurley is Jesus, effectively. Fat Jesus. Yeah. I just love him so much. We're watching, we're watching the one about Desmond, and they start fighting, and then <laughs> Hurley's just, just like, dude! Like, yeah, that's <laughs> what I would do. That would be my response. I would not get up, I would not intervene, I would not do anything, I'd just be like, dude! When Desmond jumps on top of Charlie, he's like, Choking him. You don't yeah. want to know what happened to me. <laughs> and then we see what happens to him, and it's like, why wouldn't he want to know that? I mean, it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, you think you wouldn't think? Nuts. Oh, yeah, your mind jumped back <clears throat> to 1992, and then jumped back to yeah. 2000. But Charlie's like, I did a lot of heroin, and I've seen some shit. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> and he never, he never explains it to Charlie, but we see what happened. But what, after you see what happened, it's like, why would Charlie not want to know? Or, like, what's so traumatizing about that? I mean, to from Charlie's perspective. Like, yeah, it's super depressing for Desmond. It's like, ah, oh, maybe you could have stayed there and changed things. But, like, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's not like Heart of Darkness or anything. Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> it's not some story that you can't tell people. No, exactly. I jumped us ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's, that's fine. Actually, that's was, where we're at. We're that was, that was perfect. That was yeah. a perfect oh, transition. that's where we're going. Because now yeah. we're on. Look episode. at that. Now we are on episode eight. Yeah, the better one. Yes. And so you watched this one, right, Sarah? Yes, I did watch this one. Nice. Yeah. So I gotta tell you, all the Desmond episodes are my absolute favorites. I really like him, but I get slightly confused by what is happening. Not gonna lie. Yeah, that's fair. A lot of bouncing around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah his. 
I don't want to spoil it too much, but he experiences something similar again later on, only worse. Much worse. It's like the his best mind bounces movie. out of his body oh, to the past. I don't remember that. Oh, we'll have to watch that one then. Is it sure. boat related? Yes. Yes. Little boat. No. Penny's boat. No. Not Penny's Big, boat. Bigger boat. Well, that. Yes. <laughs> yes. Not, not Penny's, Penny's boat. boat. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, guys. It's not really a spoiler, but you're gonna find out. It's a yeah. big plot point. This is, this is one of those things where you'll, you'll get to it, and they'll be like, oh. Oh, yeah. I did a good drawing for it, too. Yeah. Stay tuned for that shit. <laughs> yeah, I post that up there with the podcast. Yeah. It'll, it'll have to wait till we get to Not Penny's Boat. All right, of course. Yeah. So at the beginning of this episode, yeah, Charlie's basically worthless. Doesn't do much but get in the way. Yeah. Poor Charlie. No, no not poor Charlie. No, I was, I was being facetious. Oh, my God. He can't even. He's just no. that terrible. Yes, exactly. Oh. <laughs> at, like least when, like, at least he's clean right like now. Like when Desmond saves... Claire? Yeah. At the beginning and... I was going to say Squirrel Baby, but no. Yeah. Claire. No one will get that. I don't know anyone's names and it's all based on random shit that happens in the show, so I apologize. And Squirrel Baby's not even from the show. It's from a, a separate video. Yeah. No, I know. This is our stupid joke. I am so confused right yeah, now. Yeah. I'll, I'll show explain you, it I'll show you later. the Squirrel Baby va- video. Okay, 10-4. <laughs> 10-4. Okay, so Charlie was acting like he was acting all pissy that Desmond saved her, but like... He wasn't going to do it, because he's not even good no. at things. And that's exactly <laughs> the point. Like, Desmond tells him later that he didn't go out there to save Claire. He did, He went out there because he saw a vision of the future where Charlie tried to save her, and he died. So he, was, he went out there to save Claire to save Charlie. Because Charlie doesn't swim. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's from England. It's freezing. No one swims there. <laughs> yeah, like in season one or something, he says, I can't swim. And he just like stands on the beach and watches. I think he doesn't Jack say I goes out there. He doesn't say I can't. What does he say? I, because this will come back later. Oh. He, I, I've had this conversation. He specifically says I don't swim. Oh. Meaning he doesn't regularly swim. Not that he can't swim. Ah. Because it will come back later. We will have a discussion about it. Fair enough. So I want to, uh. I want to just be clear on the phrasing. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. I just don't get that. Like. He's like, if, 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 if you saved Dylan from drowning, I would be like, fuck you, man, I should have done that. Yeah. I'd be like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think... <laughs> like a normal human. Uh, but Charlie's whole character is that he hates himself because he can't do anything. Because he is basically worthless. Like... He wrote a song. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a creative, he's an entertainer, but he's not very when it comes handy to on a desert island. Yeah. yeah. When right. it comes to things to do on the island, he's not the guy you go to. No, and and he hates that, but he doesn't do anything really to change that. That's why he attaches himself to anyone who thinks is going to give him a purpose. Like, Claire, he thinks he can be a father. With Locke, he's, like, going to learn the mysteries of the island. With Echo, he's going to build a church. Like, he, he thinks that there's a purpose to following these people, but he never really does anything for himself. Yeah, or on his own. There's no purpose to him. I do think he's a good dad, though, but he just, like, needs to realize he's not the dad. Except for when he's having nightmares and kidnapping the baby, trying to baptize it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's some pretty crazy yeah. shit there. But that was, like, highly <clears throat> island-influenced. The island was fucking yeah. with Charlie. He just, uh, he's yeah. a pretty good Manny, I guess. Yeah. And again, how many days have they been on this island now? 70 or something? Yeah, they're probably around the 75-day episode. So, you know, I don't know if anyone's done a lot of heroin in their lives, but I mean, I'm sure, 
you know, his chemical imbalance is probably still raging up and down. Yeah, he's probably still not entirely clean. No, ex- exactly. Like, uh, I, although I do think, like, I tried to all put the heroin, coffee for a week and it took me like ten days to mellow the fuck out. So, to be fair, all the heroin was in the hash when it exploded. So that's gone now. Yeah, it's so not no, like no he more has heroin. any more recourses. Yeah, that's because they took all the the Mary statues and put them in the, that's in the right. hatch. Yeah, so he's done. Yeah, it's probably for the best. Yeah. Stupid Charlie. Although, so, like, <clears throat> that would help a lot of people. Well, it's the only if thing that helps... If they could just, like, keep Charlie the hell out of it. It's the only thing that helped Libby's pain. What's what I mean? Like, it's the only pain medication, serious pain medication you have. Yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's no pharmacy on the island. No. Like, a big old pile of heroin would actually be pretty wicked to have on a desert island. <laughs> really? Like... At the very least, if you feel like you're just gonna, you know... Your party's gonna call it. <laughs> go out and uh, go out in the bag. <laughs> I noticed. Oh, I so would. Because I'm just like I would be terrible on an island too. I would 100 percent be Hurley. Yeah, you just check like that I'm out. just gonna eat all the peanut butter. When it's gone, I'm out. I'm out yeah. <laughs> Give me that heroin. <laughs> yeah, I'm going out. I, I can't be here anymore. Bye bye, la. Yeah, yeah I'm not fishing. Come on now. <laughs> we were watching The Walking Dead this past week, and we we're like. She's talking about, okay, if I was in this situation, I would I would kill myself. I'm like, you would have never been alive at this point anyway. No, but this could be meant, like, if I was Rick. Not if yeah. I was myself in that situation. If, if I was that character. Because if I, I was myself in that situation, I would have, like I said, gone to a garage and turned the car on with Boog a long time ago. Yeah. Because I, as I learned from other movies, do not have the cardio to survive. <laughs> The apocalypse, no and this runner. dog would kill us all immediately by 100%. letting all of the zombies know. She'd see one one zombie bark her face off, and we'd all be dead. We'd all be dead. So me and her are gonna go peace out. Give you a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Very noble. I Very noble. Yeah. I appreciate the sacrifice. <clears throat> well, because really, I mean, I don't want to be there, and I'm just gonna make it worse for you. Hey, buddy. Yeah, we're gonna go peace out together. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Probably for the best. It is so for the best. I have no illusions. <laughs> I so, noticed that this episode didn't have a traditional flashback. Oh, that's true. Yeah, good point. Because they're too busy doing a non-traditional flashback. Yeah, because it's like all non-traditional flashback. Yeah. It's him choking out Charlie, then it cuts to him right before he turns the key, and then after he turns his keys, 1992. Good year, good year. So the closest thing we get yeah. to a flashback is that little bit at the beginning when he's choking Charlie. So I want to point out that, you know, Charlie and Hurley's grand master plan to get the truth of Desmond is to get a piss drunk. A Scottish, so, dr- Scottish man drunk. Yeah, so first of all, yeah, that's not very difficult, right? I mean, look at the guy. He was, wasn't he drunk in the hatch most of the time or something? I, uh, he was definitely drunk when he came back on the, on the boat. On the, oh, on the boat, that's what it was. That's what it was. Anyway, so they go up to him. With a bottle, like a, you know, 26 or 750 milliliter bottle of scotch between three of them. And one of them is Hurley. Like, <laughs> they must have been feeding Desmond most of the bottle, I'm assuming, right? Like, they're just tonguing these drinks because a third of a bottle of whiskey is not going to get anyone drunk. Luckily, Desmond was like, got the bottle first. Yeah, and he's just chugging it, right? I'm hoping. He, he took a pretty good swing at the beginning. He was like, nah, 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 nah. Yeah, because I, I was like, well, how are you going to get drunk off of one bottle between three people? Like, maybe that's just me? Is this a red flag for me? <laughs> Should I be Might, concerned? Be, I'd be pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah, I would be too. You think a third of a bottle? Yeah. I think so. Oh. 
Okay. Especially just straight, and they don't really have a lot of food. Right, like it's no it's one carb loaded. No, but that's what I mean. No one carb loaded before they did this because there are no carbs. So maybe they weren't like eating pizzas and then drinking. Like they're drinking on what fish? They were eating like Dharma crackers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe cut that part out where I'm like, how are you gonna get drunk off only with that little amount of food? <laughs> <laughs> only a third of a whole. Yeah, only a third of, of a bottle. How the fuck are you gonna get drunk <laughs> off of that? Yeah, definitely cut that out. <laughs> Do not cut that. <laughs> I don't well, want anyone to think I'm a giant alcoholic. You're getting a, you're getting the second run at this episode, right? You said you want to take a look at the once I once I finish my edit. Yeah. You said you want me to send it to you. So if you want, well, you could you know, in theory cut it. That's that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I don't I don't want to do any cutting though after you. I'd like to just take a run at trying to uh, equalize everything, make us that's sound it. better. Yeah, that's all. But yeah, I'd like. Yeah, I will continue to do the not contribute. <laughs> You are contributing by being here. That's That's, true. that's all I really ask. Yeah. John volunteered to do this other thing. I did. I spent so many hours in audacity, I would consider committing the suit. I don't ask people to do <laughs> things for this because I don't want it to be work for anybody but me. Otherwise, it's not fun, I feel like. I want it to be fun, not yeah. work. Not work. <laughs> exactly. I come here, I hang out. Yeah. It's fun. Exactly. Like, this should just be us chatting about movies. Yeah. And I take notes to remind me of things to talk about. That's right. And I can actually, like, largely automate a lot of, you know, the post-processing junk anyway to try to clean some stuff up. So yeah, I'll, sure. be, I'll be in them if we continue to just cram them in before we do this. Oh, there you go. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> then I don't need notes because we just watched it. So now Desmond jumps to 1992. Yeah. Trying to get a job. Penny's father. Although he doesn't seem that interested in the job. No. He's just there to ask for a He's such an asshole, a dad. That's, that is verbatim what I have written down here. Oh, See, we're just oh, like super on the same page. Oh, oh. I can get her a bone. Yeah, then she'll... Talk amongst yourselves. Or wait for me. Yeah. So what's up, Sarah? How's work there? Oh, it works pretty good. I'm assuming well, I gonna... the Oh, I thought you meant you're just going to clip this out later. <laughs> pretty good. No one told me I couldn't marry my husband today, so that's something. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Pretty legit. That I was worthless and couldn't have a drink. Yeah, wow. No one told me that, so <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. That's good on topic. Very yeah, yeah. Way to, way to that a win. Way to keep it on the straight and narrow. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to deal with Charles Widmore, so hurry. Yeah, yeah that guy sucks. I mean, and, and you could have a principal just like him. Like, you never know, right? Yeah, you never know true. what you're going to get today, so... It was small victories. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, I've never had a sixty-year-old bottle of scotch. That uh... apparently, like high-end scotch to begin with, and then aged sixty years. Yeah, like dang. This this sip is worth more than you could make in a month. I know. How much is that? Like, how much is that? Yeah. How much could Desmond make in a month? My mom and dad went to an LCBO where you could do you could do a tasting. It's not a real like that. So you pay like like a tenth. Or a hundredth or something. You pay a percentage of the bottle price to try it. So you could try something like that without, like, yeah, buying the whole bottle because it's insane. No, of course. There, there are, like, uh, there are sc- very cool. scotch bars that have all sorts of stock. And, yeah, you can just get, you know, one ounce, two ounces, whatever. Yeah. Even Shrink and I did that in Ottawa one time. We dropped so much money. Oh, my God. <laughs> Even in some higher-end regular bars, they have... Higher end stuff. Top shelf. That they can yeah, do. yeah, for sure, for sure. Like when we were in Cuba, they had different, different qualities. Yeah. Although, like, why they wouldn't give you the highest quality when you're not 
You're not paying for it. Well, that bar just didn't make any sense, though, because that was not a nice bar that he went to. And he saw the bottle sitting there. I'm yeah. like, you wouldn't just leave that out. No. If, like, one drink is, like, a grand. <clears throat> no. No, that would be that would be hit in the back. That would be, like, the yeah. owner's private stock. Yeah. Like, it would have to be a much nicer bar for that to just be sitting there. Not just the pub, some pub that Desmond goes to. to yeah, where people come in the, and try to beat you up and stuff. Like, no. Sorry, the football games. Where yeah. Desmond yes. goes to watch the football games. That's right. The football. I, I, did, I did like... You remember how we talked about how Lost is filmed... Almost entirely in Hawaii. That's right, on location, yeah. Here we have them making it look like London, and it works. Yeah, for sure. That looks like a quaint, you know, London pub. Yeah. Sure, why not? Even the street shots are convincing. It doesn't seem like like washed out with sunlight Hawaii. No, yeah, no, it, it seems fantastic. So again, like, top, you know, top-notch set building. Props to those guys. Location finders. Yeah, they're good at what they do. Very much so. And that's just the production of the show, right? Like, they've actually put some freaking time and effort and money, obviously, into this. You don't always get that. No. I, I had another question here for Derek. If if De- if he thinks that Desmond will be, be a great man, contrary to what Widmore says. Well, and what's your definition of great? Oh, boy. You know, Here's like, Sarah you're a dick who made a lot of money. There. Like, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, Widmore, make you a great man. Widmore is not great. No. He is just a dick. A rich dick. Dolphin Like, lots of assholes are rich. Lots of great people are poor. Doesn't, yeah, like, great, great is very subjective. We all, you know, have our own values, what we believe is virtuous in this world, and we idolize those that are in line with us and despise those who aren't. And when Desmond tells Penny <laughs> that he'll never be a great man... She's like, she doesn't give a shit. No. Because to she's her, like, I, great I love is... you, I don't give a fuck what you do. Yeah. Because yeah. he's just a nice, <clears throat> genuine dude. Yeah. Which and is way more important than whether or not you lucked into to, money. To you, it is. To some people, it's not, though. Well. People like Charles. Yeah, but I think you can argue pretty well that having money is not a virtue. No. Okay. No. Like true. it's it's not anything about who you are. It is not. Like the ability to be a good leader or to um like to work hard, those are virtues that could potentially lead to money. Yeah. But just him being like super rich does not make him But there are tons a good of man. women who look out for a man with money, right? Like, and yeah, there are men who do that too, look out for women with money. Is your only... That's what I do. Is your only prerogative in looking for a mate money that makes you kind to, of a shitty person too? That's though. what I do. That's why I don't work anymore. Yeah, but you also like me. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but, but again, so we allow... I had no money when you met me. That is true. <laughs> you, were, you were in college then. Yeah. You poor. Any money you had was debt. Yeah, a lot of debt. Anybody I have now is dead too, let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. But it goes back to the value system, right? If you value money, if that's the top of your priority list and someone has money and they may not be the nicest person or the most attractive person, but that's what you value and that's what they have, boom, they are great to you. And we would look at them and say, wow, you guys are shitty people valuing money above all else. But I mean... 
Well, no, if you value money, that's legitimate. People need money to live. That's cool. But it's not a virtue. But it, it's not a virtue. No. No. <laughs> so we have our own values that we uh, that we respect, I guess. Yeah. Well, everyone, it's like ethics. Everyone has their own yeah. version of ethics. We all fall in the spectrum it's all individual. somewhere. Yeah, exactly. It's all subjective. No one's right. No one's wrong. No, greatness is, is subjective. Oh, yeah. This is what is great. I was trying to think, what the hell is the, the point how, of this? How did we get here? <laughs> how did we get here? <laughs> yeah. So some people would look at Charles Widmore and say that he is a great man because he built a company and look at all the cash and power and whatever else he's got, right? But, on a but that level, does he no. fucking sucks. Yeah, and I mean, that's not something that I place a lot of stake in, you know? I can maybe respect part of that, but... The getting to there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The work that he maybe had to put in if he didn't just inherit it all from, you know, his forefathers. Well, that's what I'm saying. The, the <clears throat> virtues that you can appreciate would be, yeah, hard work and leadership and all of those things. The but, things that got him there. Yeah. Not being there itself. No, yeah, exactly. So we're in agreement. Yeah. Something, yeah. I think. Now, will Desmond be great? I say yes, because he pushed the button. I say yes, because I know what's going to happen. <laughs> so it's not really fair for me to say That's why I posed my question for Derek. Fair enough. Because we know what's going to happen. We know... But up to this point, and I think Miss Hawking says... that The only great thing you'll ever do is, is push, push the button. button. Yeah. But so she doesn't know everything. True. She knows a lot, but she doesn't know everything. She knows enough to explain the rules of... His precognition. It, I don't think it, I. I was talking about this with Sarah when we were watching. I think that the universe is using Desmond to keep Charlie alive for a thing that happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, which is ridiculous because if the universe wanted to keep Charlie alive, then the universe should just keep Charlie alive until it's his time to die. Yeah. Not give someone else some mind-bendy powers to see the future to help keep Charlie alive while the universe tries to kill him secretly. Like, the hell, universe? Get your yeah. shit together. It's convoluted. Like, it, like why is the universe... It's because J.J. Things... Abrams and his buddy there, they drank the scotch. J.J. isn't involved in at this point. Oh! This is Damon Lindelof and Carlton Cuse's baby at this point. Okay, so those guys drank the scotch well, probably. and then came up with that idea. <laughs> I, that's actually, yeah, probably. This I can was, see that. This episode was uh, Damon Lindelof and co-written by um, Some other dude, Drew Goddard, yeah. who's the guy who did Cabin in the Woods and a bunch of other things. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, man. That's a great film. Yeah, exactly. So, like, that's why I think this episode is so strong, because I like both the writers that, that are doing it. Who wrote Boring Tattoo episode? Uh, I don't remember. I can look. No, nobody cares. <laughs> no. Uh, Elizabeth Sarnoff and Christina M. Kim. I don't know who those people are. Elizabeth Sarnoff went on later to write that uh, Alcatraz show. Uh, okay. The time travel. People people from the past disappeared in Alcatraz and then they reappeared in the present. And that was her show. Hurley was in it. About? Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't good and it got cancelled. <coughs> like, not even halfway through season one. Oof. So, That's like, right. not fantastic things. Dang, we're at the one hour mark and we've gotten through one and a half episodes. It seems like no matter how many episodes we watch, it's going to be like friggin' two hours of... Well, we were at this point last time two episodes in. Yeah. We just crammed in crammed. five episodes real quick. Yeah, well, and this episode is good, but the next one we're probably going to... Yeah, I can't see us having much no. to say about you know Stranger what? to Strangeland. This episode is good 
I mean, unless you want to go through like every reference in Desmond's, like you know, mid nineteen ninety two, every reference to the island that Desmond sees. I actually didn't have that much to write about this episode. No, I just it's had surprising because it is very strong. It's great, you know. I love the the pre coggy thing, but a lot of the things we just covered because it just in talking about the episode and just general conversation. Yeah, fair enough. Well, and I think it's kind of a it's a fairly simple concept. Because the whole thing is just what is going to happen is going to happen, and it has to. And that's it, literally. Yeah, we, like, we yeah, get, there's not a lot of complicated shit going we get on. one half of the two major rules that rule time travel in this. And in this one, we get told about course correction. Universe course corrects itself. And there'll be another another rule we get later, which basically says it, it, it enforces the one we got. Yeah. Because if it course corrects, there obviously is a is a particular path. That's right. The universe wants to take. Yeah, so it's pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward time travel. That's that's why I like it so much. It's, yeah, not very convoluted. People get confused by it because of the way it's presented to us, but it's explained very clearly. And if you look at it, like everything happens the way it happens, it only happens once. It it makes complete sense, I guess. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to explain without without having been through a lot of the time travel already, having both the rules set yeah. in place. And I mean, to a casual viewer who doesn't watch a lot of time travel, I'm sure it is confusing as all hell. After you know, 13 seasons of Doctor Who, I think there's not much time travel that I you know can't wrap my brain around if I had to. Yeah, and it, this doesn't use typical time travel where if you change something in the past, the present your present changes. Right. Because, because nothing can change. Nothing can change. It everything's gonna be this way forever and ever. Yeah. So suck it. <laughs> and any time, any action a time traveler tries to take in the past is already history. No matter what they do. Before they go back in time. So, and I'm a little bit curious about how Desmond's mental time travel works. Does he, when he's on the island, does he have memory of? 1992, the events that we see in 1992? Or is his 2004 consciousness replacing his 1992 consciousness? Now you're hurting my brain. Yeah, because he's he's sitting there going, you know, I remember this happening. I was sitting in the bar and I saw this happen, right? Yeah. I would imagine he would remember both. Yeah. Yeah. Two sets of memories. So his is, so we'll say it's his nineteen ninety two consciousness, with some two thousand four memories. Well, he doesn't have like the two thousand and oh man, doesn't have his two thousand four memories until he hits that point two thousand four. At which point he goes back, and from that point on, he has both memories. Up yeah. until that point, he just has one, one. set of memories. Yeah, that made no. No, I think, I think sense, so, because I think, like, now, <laughs> when, he, when, he, when he looks did. back at it, he's going to look back at 1992, the way 1992 happened, and he's going to look back at that small chunk of time as that, like, messed up thing that happened like when a, he turned the key. Yeah. Right? Like, that's not going to be all part of the same timeline. There's, like, the regular timeline, and then there's going to be that weird chunk of memory that he has. It's like, do you ever go to sleep and you have a dream about something that you did, like, earlier that day, or something you you were supposed to do, but maybe you didn't? Like, 
I don't know, you were supposed to go out for a hike or whatever, but instead you just, you know, played Destiny. And go you, for a hike. Then you, you go to bed and you have a dream about, you know, you went for a hike that day. You wake up and you remember both the dream and the day. I, I, I haven't, oh, but I know you I know okay. you're saying. Well, not, I mean, my dreams are that mundane, but, yeah. <laughs> you know. I do, I do know what you're, what you're saying, though. Unfortunately, most of my dreams revolve around chores. That's, like, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I know, right? It's the worst. It's like I should have shingled my roof or something, but instead I did. And played Disney. <laughs> yeah, instead, instead I played video games. So, so I go to bed and I dream about shingling my roof. So for three days, three three days or whatever it was, Desmond had memories from a future that he has yet to experience. I'm thinking so. If not, they're just vague memories. Because he looks at Charlie and he goes, like, I know you, we're on the island, yada, 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 yeah. right? As Charlie's sitting on a corner playing Wonderwall. So we figure that that is the way that scene always played. That Desmond always recognized Charlie on the street. Because, like, I've... I don't think so. No? No. But I think it just wasn't important enough that it made any impact on Charlie at all. Hence, like, no one remembers that. See, that's kind of funny that Charlie wouldn't remember some crazy guy going off on him about, like, the island and whatnot and pushing a button and turning a key. Now, that being said, Charlie, you know, was probably on heroin and crazy shit happens to him all the time. But when Desmond first meets Jack, it's like for 10 minutes in a stadium and they're just running up and down. And then, like, 10 years later, they're in the hatch and Jack's like, hey, I know you. It's like, what the hell, man? You think... I remember people that I've just met for 10 minutes, like, at any point in my life. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they did kind of have an impact on each other in that scene. I guess a bit, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm going to a birthday party this weekend down south, and it's the same group of guys. It's like a friend of a friend of mine. It's the same group of people, the same 20, 30 people that show up year after year. And I've done this for, like, four years. I can remember, like, four of their names. Well, yeah, I mean, And I, think... I meet these guys every year. <laughs> Like, I don't think Jack recognized Desmond that clearly. He just had a vague recollection. Like, I guess so. It just seems... Because, I mean, I see people sometimes, and I'm like, you look very familiar, but I have no idea from where. I can't remember your name or anything about you, where I met you, but I, you look like someone I've met before. Well, and theirs was a more... It was a conversation. Yeah. Like, they stopped and meaningfully exchanged words That's like even if it thinking. was short whereas the other one was like Charlie's just like whoa okay this guy's messed like you know and, wonder oh, like, and he was, this is why we don't do drugs yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that. yeah. <laughs> as a street performer in London I imagine you see a lot of weirdos yeah I guess so like it'd be like being a street performer in Toronto you see some shit probably mm-hmm. yeah and where is this and like Charlie's life is this before he got famous? Is this after his band broke up? Uh, this is 1992, so this is like before before they way, were famous. Way before? Yeah, because yeah, I don't imagine he'd be busking. No. Because they were so famous, people would just like make fun of him. And yeah. Right, right. Now they put him on and he would, Twitter for working. And he's such <laughs> an egotist, he would have been playing his own song if he had written it by then. Yeah. Oh yeah, good point. Because everybody he meets, he like... Hey, you know, I wrote a song. You are, everybody. Oh, my God. To every single person. Nobody gives a shit, Charlie. Yeah. Poor Charlie. <laughs> There's that facetiousness again. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? Oh, Desmond's photo. The marina backdrop. 
Yeah. Is a backdrop, yeah. not yeah. him actually at a marina. I thought that was I thought that was humorous too. Yeah. I remember uh, people talking about, oh, they're, they're on vacation somewhere. When are we going to get Desmond wherever? Like, never, because it's a backdrop. Yeah. They just took it in London. <laughs> awesome. Which explains why the lighting looks so weird. Yeah, fair in, enough. In the picture, like, the lighting doesn't seem to match the background. Like, they're, they're not lit as brightly in the face as they are behind, as the backdrop is behind them. Yeah, fair enough. I don't know that much about photography, so... I'd... I mean, I'm no expert, but it didn't look... It looked off to me. Look, look staged? Yeah. Looked green screen. Like, look uh, green screen, yeah, like everything on the show, right? Like uh, Kate and Ben's breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't most of the island just green screen? I don't know. What? Of course it is. They just film in Hawaii. Why would they use real jungle or... or yeah, or yeah, exactly. They shoot everything in front of a green screen. Yeah. A bunch of friggin' ding-dongs. <clears throat> uh, I made a note here that Desmond gets flashes of the future that he has to interpret, but he doesn't always interpret them correctly. Like, he gets the date wrong of when dude gets hit with the bat. And that will come back later when he makes predictions about what he thinks is going to happen because he saves Charlie. Right. Doesn't quite end up going as he... Yeah, what he, fl- what he sees flashes are, are potential futures that will never actually happen. And that's going to be super frustrating. I imagine. I also think that uh, the reason Eloise explains things to Desmond is because she has kind of a similar issue. Mm-hmm. I think she gets flashes herself. Yeah, she can see down the timeline, right? Yeah. Uh, and the, in the commentary <laughs> or, or uh, a podcast or something, one of the writers suggest, called uh, called her a temporal policeman. Yeah, fair enough. She's basically making sure Desmond does what he's supposed to do in the timeline. Yeah, I thought it was super cool when, I mean, everything was sort of just going on as it is and Desmond's picking out the ring and she goes no you don't take the ring that, yeah. that catches you off guard what the hell is she talking about you know yeah that's when you get the one little the one bass string yeah. boom <laughs> solid musicianship yeah <clears throat> it's good though you just need one tone to be like yeah. this something's not right yeah and, and, and that note is what they always use on this show to like something's weird here yeah boom <laughs> Yeah, they had to cut budget somewhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't going to be from CG. Yeah, they they, they couldn't even afford a four-string bass. The, the music no director string. was also drinking scotch. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, what are we going to put here? <laughs> Jenkins, <laughs> you're a genius. <laughs> I love it. Sorry for suggesting that everyone who works on this show is an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're writers. They totally are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's they're, a, that's they're a all artists. Or, or they're musicians. They totally are. <laughs> Anyone that's in any sort of creative outlet is an alcoholic, I think. I noticed that... Maybe cut that part out, too. (laughs) (laughs) I noticed that Desmond, like... uh, He, at first, doesn't want to follow his destiny, like Miss Hawking says. Yeah, he he, he tries to to rage against it. Yeah. And then seeing the photo triggers him into accepting it. Something about seeing the photo... Makes him feel like it has to happen. I'm not sure exactly what it is that triggers that. Yeah, you're right, because he... He looks at the picture, and then everything uh, switch flips. And suddenly he's all in on his destiny. He, and breaks up with Penny, and like... And then goes to drink his sorrows away, and then flips back again and goes, No, oh, there's still time, I can change things. Damn it, Desmond, like, figure it out, man. And then he gets hit with a bet. Yeah. 
I'm trying to wrap my head around it still. I'm trying to put it all together, but I, I got nothing. That's fair. Yeah. I feel like maybe Desmond can make minor changes in the past, like getting hit with a baseball bat instead of the other guy, because he has memory of those events. Yeah, so... He sort of vaguely remembers experiencing this before. Well, and does getting hit with a baseball bat really ultimately affect either one of those men's lives? Not really. And then there's course correction, so any change that he does make, it's cancelled out by 2004 anyway, when he's on the island and travels back. Yeah, like if the bartender, you know, needed to have his molar whacked out, you know, he'd just fall and hit himself, you know, and Yeah, the, the universe will find a way to knock his fucking tooth out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's right. Because no matter what you try to do, you can change things temporarily, I guess. That's, you know, if only for a short while you can make some small changes. Which is like Eloise said. She could save Red Shoes now, but he would just die some other way later. Yeah, exactly. Tomorrow. And we think that that's... Also but do you think it's China. every single decision anyone makes every every time in their lives, or is it just like major events that actually influence what happens to you? We go back to Doctor Who, like fixed time and flux time or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, wibbly wobbly timey wimey. Yeah. But like, I just mean like, does it even matter if he got hit in the face? I like think- at all? Like. It could have not happened, and it really wouldn't have any impact on their life. Like, if he chooses to eat chicken instead of beef one day, like, ultimately that probably doesn't mean anything. Yeah, so. I think that, like, how how things ultimately end up is how the universe wants them. Yeah. It, it might just take different paths to get there. Yeah. So, yeah, so that one do, person eating... So, like, eating. I don't think they're going to course correct him just getting hit. Like, no. it doesn't matter. Like, no. ultimately. Or maybe it does. There's, like, but whatever, eating... But whatever getting hit with a bat would lead to will still happen. It'll just happen a slightly different way. Yeah. It's... it's The paths are flexible, but events have to happen. Like, the universe... Whatever you choose to do, the universe decides the outcome of those choices. It, it is like the fixed time, flux time thing. Like it is. Major decisions in people's lives, I guess, yeah, are have to happen. How it arrives there doesn't matter. Like you just said, chicken or beef, what does it matter? But what if eating beef causes me to have a higher cholesterol, causing me to have a heart attack, which, you know, makes my unhealthy niece change her eating habits? And, you know, to live longer or whatever, then it does matter. But all that really matters is that I have a heart attack and she notices that and changes her eating habits so she can live longer. So if I don't eat the beef, then it'll be because I ate a donut the next day or something like that, right? Yeah. Or just ran, or ran really hard and had a heart attack because <laughs> I'm fat and out of shape or something like that. Basically, we <clears throat> as people can never know what choices are important or not. Yeah, it's up for the doctor to decide. Like, <laughs> Jake. Maybe he is the doctor. Who can say? It's, it's... Is your mind blown yet, Sarah? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. You sure? <laughs> I mean, without knowing how things are supposed to play out, it, we can't know what role we're going to play. Our, our choice is an illusion in the lost universe. Yeah. You're, I checked out on this. Okay, okay. You yeah, you were looking kind of confused. I'm like, I, just, I was like, is your mind blown or are you just over it? Yeah, I just kind of don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, I love both you guys. but I You brought it up and then checked out. Yeah. <laughs> well, because we're done. <laughs> we said what we need to say. Katie, what you got? I got nothing left in terms of notes. 
Uh, I noticed that Desmond's intro music is played twice in this episode. Really? The I music that he listens to when he's first introduced. Oh, I take it back. I did notice that. And I have here a note saying, that you hate I also hate this song. <laughs> yeah, how did you guess? I remember you saying last time. That was a different song. That was that downtown song. Yeah, but I remember you. I remember that you said you hated the Desmond one too. Oh yes, I hate them all. Oh my god, and they're played all the time. And Wonderwall. So like musically, this is not a good episode for me. No. You know, I love like the scores to Lost, but man. And the tone. Yeah, and the one bass. <laughs> Fortunately, it's over now. We we are through episode eight. We are. And we're on to. Jack sucks. Stranger in a Strange Land. And deserved to get the shit kicked out of him on a beach. Oh yeah, 100%. Here in that, yeah. here in that beach ass kicking. Are uh, we going to skip right to the end? About the, I guess so. Well, like, he's just uh, such a like, entitled, shitty white dude well, in this episode. Here he is, again, drunk and obsessive, right? Yeah. Just like stalking this, his girlfriend. Like he's stalking his ex-wife. Yeah, it didn't make sense to me. It gets like... He, he's upset that he thinks she's a prostitute. Yeah, then when he finds out she's not a prostitute, he gets mad and forces her to give him a tattoo. What? You're a tattoo artist? Yeah. Oh, Sit now down I'm and give me this tattoo. I don't want to do it. Like, that's bizarre. Yeah, puts yeah. her up against a wall like he's Tony Soprano. Like, I yeah. Don't, I don't understand Jesus. that scene. That scene is so bizarre to me. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with Just, Jack? No, it screams abusive psycho. Yeah, like, well, I mean, yeah, he is. And yeah, but that's the thing, is he kind of is. And I think maybe they need to throw some episodes like that in there just to remind us that the Jack, Jack on the Island is great. Like, he's a fantastic Even then, he's not great. Because when he's confronting Cindy, he's an asshole to Cindy. You're right, yeah. <laughs> he does have bouts of asshole. Cindy? For sure. The flight attendant, she walks up to his cage and... And says, hey, Jack, and then the kids walk up that were taken from the tail section. And he's just a dick oh, to yeah. all of them. He's yeah. like, you have something to watch? Go wash it. Like, what the fuck is with the hostility, man? She's just talking to you. He just doesn't like being in a cage. Uh, I wouldn't like being in a cage either. No. But still. But I mean, all she did, she just wanted to know about Anna Lucia, and then you just fucking yell at her? You could have said she, she died. You could have said anything. Yeah, I don't know. This girl gave you alcohol on the plane, Jack. Yeah, Jack, where's your, you know, where's your loyalty? <laughs> where's your fucking gratitude, bro? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Woman brings you booze and you're going to just yell at her? That's Three shit. doubles on, on a United States airline? Like, that just does not happen. Right? That does not happen, Jack. She clearly had a thing for you. She had your back and then you fucked her. <laughs> it's because he's good looking. He thinks he can get away with whatever the hell he feels like. Treat women like shit. I mean, they're all kind of true, yeah. good looking, right? Like, we had this conversation last time. Yeah. It's like, what are the odds so many pretty people <laughs> crash land on this fucking island? The only person with any body issues is Hurley. Yeah. It's and he doesn't give a shit. Well, he doesn't really care. No. He's, he's adorable. Yeah. Like, if he was all, like... Like big and hunky. Sweaty and zitty and no. terrible, like, no one... No. No. But Hurley's cool. He is. No, but that's what I mean. Like, he's acceptable because he's adorable. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big teddy bear. They yeah. Gotta, they gotta make him teddy bearish. Yeah, yeah, they're like, we can have a fat character, but he has to be adorable. Lullable. Yeah. And he stays that way the whole way through, which is yeah. great. It is great. He's the only redeemable character. The only one well, who doesn't really have anything to be redeemed. Yeah, yeah that, he's that's, just that's a good dude, yeah. <clears throat> that's the only true. one who doesn't have to redeem anything, because he's always been good. Yeah. <laughs> well, except he crushed a few dudes by stepping on a balcony. I mean, he couldn't help that. That yeah, was his fault. That's true. 
It's not his fault the deck had too many people on it. That's right. It was. They did mention that it was already. It was already overloaded. Yeah. And then he just happened to step on it. Bad luck. Yeah. Bad luck to Hurley. Which it's all. I mean, straw broke a camel's back, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so the tattoo thing really like why he got so upset that she's a tattoo artist. I mean. What if she was a prostitute? What would he have done then? Yeah, would you have been happy that your suspicions were confirmed? Yeah. Because you already thought that. You could see through the episode. When oh, absolutely. He's like, oh, you have a gift, huh? A gift. And she's... Sucking penis for money? Well, exactly. She's reluctant to sort of tell him what she does. And when and she it... does tell him, he doesn't understand. That that's why she didn't want to tell him. I see, I see people who they really are, and I tattoo that on them. Yeah. He doesn't understand that. He thinks she's just a tattoo artist. Which, nothing against tattoo artists, but they don't generally see into your soul. <laughs> generally. I don't know. I don't have any tattoos. As far as I know, none of the tattoo artists I have never gotten told about soul. my soul. Okay, fair enough. So Number there. 21. Well, there, there you go. So we have some people with some experience. Tattoo artists <laughs> cannot read your soul. Yeah, I've seen, seen a lot some. of different artists, too. No soul. There might be some, because there's a lot of tattoo artists, but none that I've met. should find one. You ever find one? Let me know. I'd be interested to have my soul tattooed on me. And force them to tattoo us. Yeah. At gunpoint, if need be. <laughs> Just not biling, because I don't want to talk to biling. No. Because <clears throat> I've learned that this is an acceptable way to get something from yeah. someone. Yeah. Just berate them. Threaten, threaten them nonchalantly. Yeah. A-B-B-A-B. And then the guys show up to fight on the next day, and he's like, what? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> hey, remember me and my so-and-so's, you know, friend? It's like, was Jack Blackout drunk? Like, does he not remember? Like, you know she's my sister, right? She told me what happened? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that would be the first thing going through my head. You know, generally after I brutally assault a girl, maybe avoid her family. Yeah. Maybe leave the country. Yeah, just possibly. <laughs> yeah, so he's an idiot, basically. Yeah, he totally brought that ass kicking on himself. Yeah, oh, 100%. Sure. But I helped you fix your kite. I like that when uh, when Mr. Friendly comes to take Jack to his new his new accommodations, Jack just assumes they're gonna kill him. Does he? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. They they like <clears throat> you don't you don't have to tell me you're taking me someplace else. Just kill me. Is basically what Jack says. But like the others aren't like that. No. They don't just kill people for no reason. Even though from the perspective we've had thus far, we think they might. They're kind of Negan. And Juliet kind of sort of like we need people like people are a resource. We need yeah. Jack for surgeries. Yeah, but they like, don't kill people for no reason. Yeah, if you really mess us, like we will mess with you. And you know, as much of a dickhead as Jack can be, sometimes having an accomplished doctor on the island is pretty freaking handy. Oh uh, yes, yes it is. He's Especially when they murdered their last doctor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, when Charlie put like eight bullets in their last surgeon. Yeah. Or a weird-faced Ethan. Yeah, but it, being killed on this show doesn't mean you're gone. That's true. As we've seen. Ghosts come back. You can show up in flashbacks. Yeah. Christian shows up in, like, everyone's flashback. Yeah, exactly. You just ride that syndication wave. And he's a ghost. All the way through. Yeah. Yeah, he was never, like, presently alive. Yeah, he was dead before the show technically started. True. Very true. Now <laughs> else I got here... Jack is in Thailand to find himself. Ah, oh, yes. I know some people who have gone to Thailand to find themselves. That did not work out. No. And I like how it's like to find yourself. What does that even mean? You go to Thailand to get belligerently drunk and, like, 
Means he's running away from his real problems. Yeah, exactly. To create new ones. That's right. You know? (laughs) But, like, how does that tell you who you are? You're not finding anything. You're just going to party for three weeks. Yeah. Like, anyway. So, if you want to find yourself, I don't know, go meditate on a mountain somewhere. Or, I don't know, just wake up every day and try to be a good person. That might, you know, help you out, too. Yeah, Jack, try that. Try being a good person, Jack. He's getting there. He's getting there. Uh, one of my notes is here. Who thought anyone wanted this flashback? Who who thought that this flashback was a good idea? It's It doesn't matter to anything. Uh, it doesn't. Like, it's sort of already been established, right? The whole point of the stupid episode was to tell you what Jack's tattoos meant. And I guess the direct translation is he walks among us, but he's not one of us. Yeah. But... That's he says that's not what it means. Yeah, and what it means is that, you know, it basically it boils down to it's lonely at the top, right? Like he's a fantastic, he's an accomplished surgeon, and he's a great, strong leader. But because he has those qualities, he's sort of above other people, and that makes him lonely and angry, is what I think she said. I would argue that it's not even above. He thinks he's above other people, but he's not. I mean, no one's above anyone else, but people look to him for guidance. So, I mean, you are sort of at the top of... He is at the top of the island pyramid. There is sort of a little municipal hierarchy going on there, and he just sort of ended up there. I didn't vote for no Jack. Yeah. (laughs) And and same thing in his past life, right? He was like the head surgeon or something, taking over for his dad. Yeah, the head of surgery. So everyone's looking up to him to do stuff, and, you know, he doesn't have a peer at his level it's yeah and even Jack doesn't do well with loneliness apparently he, he doesn't just, do well with a lot of emotional things no he when does. it comes to emotion Jack's an idiot yeah he just gets drunk yeah and then belligerent knocking his dad off the wagon and killing him yeah <laughs> not very nice but what happens happens right is any of it is any of it Jack's fault I mean that's the way the universe was gonna go. It would have happened anyway. Yeah, but now Jack has a reason to blame himself. That's right. It's it's a pretty direct path from Jack knocking his father off the wagon to his father drinking himself to death. For sure. And you know, who knows what points of that were actually important, right? Yeah. Does dad just need to die? In which well, case he could have just been hit by a bus. But yeah. Jack also needed to Jack, get on the island. Yeah, he had he had to die in Australia is what it had to be. Yeah. Like, we'll, we'll talk about this later, but everyone has their own path. Everyone who ends up on the island is there because the universe wants them there. Yeah, everything in their lives had to happen in the exact way that they all got on that plane. Yeah, exactly. To be on that island. And I guess maybe that is, like, the biggest, like, fixed point. Oh, shush, boog. The biggest fixed point is that they all end up on the island and damn everything else, right? Well, and yeah, because, well, and who knows where the universe ultimately ends up. Right. Like, this is just, this whole show is just another step along the ultimate destiny of the entire universe. Oh, man. Too big. Too big for me. Need some of that scotch. (laughs) Well, and we'll get to that when when, uh, we start talking about the source in season six. It is the source, eh? That's what they call it? Yeah. Yeah. Because I've, I've got <clears throat> theories that connected to a bunch of things. But, like, I feel like it it's... The source itself is even just a small piece of something larger. Sure. Go back to, like, Final Fantasy VII, you know? It's like the soul of the planet. Well, and it, like, connects to whatever 
life there is elsewhere in the universe. Whoa, la. Easy, Dylan. Easy. <laughs> but like I said, this is a season six discussion. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Derek, if you're listening to this... Uh, <laughs> tune out. Yeah. Last five minutes, tune out. <laughs> In the past. Turn the key, go to the past. Forget yeah. you heard this. Yeah. Exactly. Sarah gets it. Um, so Ben pardons Juliet. Oh, shush, Come here. Ben pardons Juliet, and on his note, he writes, the rules don't apply. So this is the first sort of hint that they do follow like they have some kind of command structure they do it's not just a bunch of people kind of living in harmony on the island which I mean we already sort of know but there are things laid out right yeah so does Ben make the rules or is he also just following them and I know you and I sort of know that but that's something to ask Derek right yeah <clears throat> who does he think is ultimately in charge of what rules need to be followed who's pulling the strings like is Ben pulling the strings or is he just another puppet? <laughs> Pulling the strings. Maybe, you know, she's always hated Juliet, and she's just really hoping that Jack says, yeah, Juliet tried to... Yeah. Because <laughs> there's obviously, like, some big-time internal, like, political stuff going on there, too, right? People dislike one another within the group. So, you know, who's to say Juliet didn't end up sleeping with her husband way back when, you know, two years ago when she first got to the island? She was sleeping with someone else. <laughs> and you never know you know Juliet maybe she gets around I don't know <laughs> I did I did notice though that um, Jack starts getting close to her in this episode yeah trusting her probably shouldn't and th- and that develops more of course as things go and I th- this is probably a little spoilery to talk a little about spoilery, but yeah I know where you're going with this I thought I thought <laughs> it's interesting that every woman that Jack seems to hook up with Sawyer gets with as well. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it, it doesn't become like a love triangle. It's like this weird love square. It's like everyone just leaves Jack and goes to Sawyer. <laughs> Which makes you wonder if Sawyer is actually the other man in Sarah's life. That's just a flashback we never got to see. Yeah, you never know. Could be. Sawyer was going to con Sarah and then took off. Yep. I mean, that's that definitely never happened. But no, no, no. But it's you never know. To think about. Yeah. <laughs> just... Just flew in. It would have been something thing. funny for the writers to throw in there. It would have been. Like, you know when they did that, uh, like the alternate endings? See those? But they, yeah. they just ripped off popular endings of other shows. Yeah. It would have been funny to throw something like that Maybe in Maybe we there. should do... Yeah. <laughs> I, rem- I know exactly the video. Yeah. You know, <laughs> really point out that, you know, everyone leaves Jack for Sawyer. And then, yeah, you just, at the end, you see Sawyer getting off in, you know, Los Angeles, wherever the hell Jack works. And... Knocking on her door. Would have been good. Would have been good. Sadly, it never happened. No. I didn't take a lot of notes for this episode. Cause no, it's pretty... It's not that great. Pretty trashy. Uh, Cindy is taking care of the kids. I, I think I mentioned it briefly yep. earlier. And uh, Carl tells Sawyer that where they take the children is to give them a better life. Yeah. And that is not a lie. The others definitely live better than the people on the beach. Big time. Like, supremely, because they have houses and yards and a whole little community going on there. Which we're going to see more of coming up. Yes! We've only, got, we've only seen it briefly in the, in the season in the premiere. That's right. And then we've been stuck on Hydra Island ever since. Yes. But we're away from that now. It's a pretty lame arc, actually, when you... Yeah, and people had to wait months. That, that six episodes, there was months between that and the next set oh, of episodes. God, really? Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Which is why they tried to make it a self-contained arc. That's good. That's but it's good. not a high point for the show. 
No, it's all right. But I'd say a low point, but that's not true. No, there's no really low points. Even the low, like, Stranger in a Strange Land, people think it's a terrible episode, but it's still better than a lot of what was on TV at the time. Agreed. Agreed. Even a bad episode of Lost is better than most shows on their best day. That is true. <laughs> We're almost done, don't worry. Yeah, Stranger in a Strange Land just sort of reiterates what we already know about Jack. There's nothing really new there. No, and the flashbacks are getting pretty tired at this point. Yeah. We we know enough about these characters' past that we, we it's not setting anything new. No, you've established that they're all deeply flawed, broken people in great need of some redemption. And it, since they <laughs> still have their issues on their island they had from before... It didn't get any showing better. Us, showing us the flashbacks is just repeating the same patterns that we already know. Yeah, that's right. So, that changes up. Yes. We're, we're coming towards the end of that. Yes. <laughs> Which is nice. Refreshing is what it is. That's correct. Yeah, that's all I got for episode nine. There we go. Hour and a half. That's... And I bet you you can cut that down. I mean, once you get rid of all the... All the talk of alcoholism? Yeah! <laughs> well, I mean, you can keep some alcoholism in there. I mean, I don't know. Just don't expose me too hard. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> My mom might listen to this. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Mom already knows. So, uh, we'll wrap it up. Yeah. You got anything, any last thoughts for these episodes? Nah, so I've been playing on a phone for like the last half hour. Yeah, because I really ready. don't care about the tattoo episode like at all. Yeah. We finished up with Desmond and she was out. I'm out, yeah. <laughs> Do you have anything about the, the flashes before your eyes? Because that's the only one, other one you saw. The what? The Desmond episode. Oh, that's what it was called? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, no. No? Okay. So we'll call it a night. <laughs> Our next episode will be a movie episode. We're going to do Sarah's Gothic Teenage Past. We're going to talk about The Crow and The Craft. Yeah. Solid. Good old so, 90s goth movies. So Derek will hopefully be back for that. John is entirely welcome to join us. Our we'll unofficial see. fourth can cool. become our official fourth if he so likes. Woo! Now let's see what I'm up to. All right. I don't know when it'll be, but uh, yeah, we'll figure that out. Exactly. This has been Welcome to Planet Bob. If you know any shows or movies you think we should discuss, find me on Twitter at King of Bob. That's at King underscore of underscore Bob. And Derek, you can find me at Lars M on Twitter, L A R Z M. And this is Sarah. I'm on Tumblr at Welcome to Planet Bob. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Welcome to Planet Bob. Thanks for listening to our show, and we hope you tune in next week.